0: Father in heaven, what a great blessing it is to be able to to come in your place, Lord, to have sufficient health and strength, Lord, for those of us who, who could come here, Lord. And we also know there are some that don't have that strength, don't have the health, Lord, and we we pray for your presence in their in their moment right now, and we pray, Lord, for those who are simply not seeing the need for it. And so we we pray for, for your spirit to move in their lives in, in some way, Lord, that, would, uh, that, that you will do, Lord, for those who you, you know that, can, that will answer your call. And we pray that if we can be part of it, Lord, that you would use us. And we know that you hear our prayers and the prayers... That we, other Lord, will be saved in in heaven, Lord, to eternity, and so we, we we are confident that you hear our prayers, maybe not answered the way we wish from our perspective, and yet you honor that when we do so, and so we pray now, Lord, for a blessing, Lord, for y- your presence, Lord, in 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 this morning hour, again, Lord, as you have already blessed us in in singing and and, and looking into your Word, Lord, and we, we're going to do this again, Lord, and look into your Word. We pray for your Spirit to speak into our hearts rather than just listening to to words, Lord, that may not have much of a meaning for each and every one that, that came here by the words themselves, but your spirit can can reveal to us things that are not even spoken and so we 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 trust that your spirit will do that for each and every one who has come we pray in jesus name amen not to be dramatic but uh just in case uh, um because my back is is out again it was good for a week and now I damaged it again, so i'm, I'm I hopefully I can make it through uh for whatever happened, or otherwise maybe Brother Dave has to continue uh, i as an introduction to uh to uh this, the meditation this morning i uh was I had to get up early, or usually I do, I do that anyway. Uh, and I was saying, tomorrow I, I have to preach, and I want to get ready uh, for for today. And uh, I look at at my emails first, and and uh, usually I'm reading the the verse of the day that comes, on uh, particular case, it's in NIV. And uh, I want to I wanna go there if I can. Um, okay, i actually open here to the wrong thing. Um, and uh, I was reading in, in or oh, the, the verse was in Psalm. Uh, 119, which is a very well-known psalm, 119, um, verse 131. And, and uh, it, this is now, I'm reading it out of, of uh, King James because I don't have a, a copy of it. But it says there, just one verse, of course, I opened my mouth. Uh, no, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm I'm wrong. I'm one thirty, not no one o three. I think it's one o three. No, it's one thirty. The entrance of thy words give it light; it give it understanding unto the simple. And on the NIV, it's, uh, if I remember this, right, uh, remember this correctly, it says, the unfolding of thy words give it light. It give it understanding unto the simple. And I connected that immediately to the, the meditation that was, was starting based on uh, the sermon uh, from last Sunday morning uh, about the question as to why are we here. And specifically, uh, Brother Rod was talking about w- w- what are the different reasons w- we may come here, and he, he pointed out some of the different reasons why, uh, and uh, talked about it, and, and so I, I was gonna start really thinking about what you know, what, what, uh, what else does the text, say the book, say about, the, the, the reasons why, and I had some thoughts. That I made notes, and I was going to read these notes. But but when I read this verse of the day for yesterday, and I said, uh, the the unfolding of the revelation of Thy words, give it light. Uh, it it give it understanding unto the simple. And I said, well, this is this is kind of strange because if anybody, it's the people that sit in the pews. That uh, can give me instructions because uh, quite often I'm reading a passage and I'm I'm kind of lost as to how to understand it quite often and so I figured no 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 this is talking to me. Uh, it, it it needs to because I quite often never get the the, the very essence of it. Uh, I need the light that that. He can reveal to me being simple, and that kind of uh, kind of let me in a, in, a, in a direction. Now, so, where do we go with with the with the question of why are we here on Sunday? And I don't want to add on or or expand on this per se. Uh, I I, I want to. Just follow the thought I had, and I made some notes on that on, on, on last Sunday. Why are we here, period? Why, what, why are we alive? Why is everybody else alive? Why am I here? What's, what's my purpose? And that was really um, what, what kind of led me many, many, many decades ago uh, to to ask that question because I came to a point where I couldn't see the, the purpose of life, and why, why I was here. And I looked into all directions. Uh, I, I studied philosophers, and, or studied, I, I read their books and uh, kind of contemplated what they were saying. Uh, and uh, some other religions, not, not much when I really could have known where to go and look. And I didn't until this one Thursday 54 years ago. Uh, and I remember that the moment exactly when, when it, was, it was not a voice, it was simply somebody that just came to me John fourteen six, I am the way, I'm the truth, and I'm life. So well, somehow, and, and you know, I could have argued about that uh, a few days before and rejected it, but all of a sudden, this became totally real. Not 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 as a a knowledge, not as something to know, but something to experience. It it was literally experiencing the reality of it. Because we can know a lot of things. We can do a lot of right things. We can pursue uh, very, very good things in life. Eventually we come to the end of life and have we accomplished what we were pursuing, and you say, "Well, it depends what we are pursuing." But actually, it, it's different. And I want to, I want to read in the book of Job. When I, we can't read the whole book because it's it's forty-two chapters. Uh, There's a lot of a lot of uh, writing there, and some of it is, is, at least for me, difficult to to e- even uh, digest really. Uh, to, to fully understand, but uh, there is a few passages I want to read uh, this morning that um, kind of explain this in, in, in somewhat different ways of why we're here, and well, obviously also why we should be here this morning or somewhere uh, together, and I think we don't have to go through that again because uh, Brother Rod was, was uh, you know, defining this quite well for us, why, why on a Sunday, or it doesn't have to be a Sunday, but why should we get together as a family of believers? And so I, I want to just read a few verses, in, in, starting in chapter 1. There was a man in the land of, of us, whose name was Job, and that man was perfect and upright and one that feared God and as should evil. And it describes just in the first verse, this man was amazing. And it, it, then it goes on, in, <clears throat> what he had and so forth. We'll, we'll read that too. But when, when God says of a man, he was perfect and upright, and he feared God, not too many, uh, including myself we, we can actually say that in in completeness sometimes I probably don't fear God, and sometimes i, I don't totally avoid evil depending what what you what, what you define as evil uh, uh, I think it was Aquinas who maybe a thousand years ago defined evil as being absent from God. The total absence of God is evil. It's not a thing. It's not a person. It's being absent from God. And how often am I absent from God in, in my thoughts, in, in, in my pursuits, and whatever? And that's evil. There was no such thing found in, in him. And then we go on, it says there, "...and there were born unto him seven sons and three daughters." His substance also was 7,000 sheep and 3,000 camels and a 500 yoke of oxen and 500 she asses and a very great household, so that this man was the greatest of all the men of the East. And his sons went and feasted in their houses, every one on his day and sent and called for their three sisters to eat and to drink with them. And it was so when the days of their feasting were gone about that Job sent and sanctified them and rose up early in the morning and offered burnt offerings according to the number of them all. For Job said, It may be that my sons have sinned and cursed God in their hearts. Thus did job continually, but I read this it's a description of who job is and what what he what he owned and this family had and and they obviously were well to do because they could uh, kind of have a party every day it's It's almost sounds because it dusted job continually. you know the words they went through this rhythm of. Having a party in each uh, brother's house, and then, then uh, at the end of the week, uh, Job offered uh, sin offerings for for uh, his sons just in case. Now he didn't do anything. He was he he was he feared God, and and uh, he. Uh, was not involved in, in, in any of that, but, but just in case his sons were involved, he wanted to make sure uh, that there, there was not going to be, God would not hold it against him. Now, there was a day when the sons of God came to present themselves before the Lord, and Satan came also among them. Okay, now the sons of God here is, is obviously angels, and, and, and Satan was the angel, uh, one of the, the, the most glorious uh, beings, angels that God created in, in uh, heaven outside of the, the universe as we know it. And, and Satan was condemned, as you remember in, in Isaiah, Satan was condemned for, for trying to be as, as glorious as God because of his pride, and he was condemned on this tiny little speck of earth, of a planet earth, and he was not allowed to be everywhere in the universe, just just down here on this little earth. He was condemned to be there, but he was there with the other angels in the presence of God, as we read. And the Lord said unto Satan, Whence comest thou? Then Satan answered the Lord, and said, From going to and fro in the earth, and from walking up and down in it. And the Lord said unto Satan, Hast thou considered my servant Job, that there is none like him in the earth, a perfect and an upright man, one that feared God and issued evil? Then Satan answered the Lord and said, Doth Job fear God for naught? Has not thou made an hedge about him, and about his house, and about all that he hath on every side? Thou hast blessed the work of his hands, and his substance is increased in the land. But put forth thine hand now, and touch all that he hath, and he will curse thee to thy face. The Lord said unto Satan, Behold, all that he hath is in thy power." Only upon himself put not forth thine hand. So Satan went forth from the presence of the Lord. And then from there on, uh, if we get a chance, we can read that. But then we know, we know all the story. From there on, there was a real mayhem that, that began in Job's life. I mean, I a mean, real mayhem. And one part, I just want to put that in, that doesn't necessarily address the question I raised before. What's the purpose of us being alive? What's the purpose of life for each one of us? And so I just want to interject that as maybe a box next to the whole thing. This, this part of, of first chapter one, he gives me great comfort to know that, that God is in total control. Sometimes you say yeah, yeah, we just have to trust God is in control over all things. And uh, we can say that sometimes we, we're, uh, maybe it's an excuse sometimes for us not to do our part that God requires which just led him through the difficult things, but it's it's absolutely true that God is in full control, no matter what. And so often I I, I doubt it myself when I look what's what's happening. And here we, we we see the devil is lord of this world, the world that we live in. Well, uh, he is is given a lot of power to do a lot of mayhem, not just physically, and, and, but in, in people's mind. Well, we can see it more and more, I think, in, in our society. And, and so we, we, we wonder sometimes, well, when we, when we are uh, getting into real difficult times like Job, and sometimes we do, and sometimes we are confronted with with, with uh, situations like like David, like you read this morning. David gets uh, uh, pursued by by his enemy that wants to take his life. And sometimes, it never happened to me per se, but uh, there, there are many similar things. Or we get very very sick, uh, maybe close to death. And so we do, everybody has experiences like that, or maybe maybe something in the family that that's catastrophic. And, and so we we wonder well, where is God in all of that. And we know God only allows the devil to do things that uh, is good for us. It's, it's sometimes hard to believe, but but I see it. I see it this way that. The devil was put on this earth for a very specific reason, and that is not to test us. So often we think, well, God is testing us. God doesn't have to test us. What, when, when I know it says that in Scripture in, in, in Genesis, we, we read that God was testing Abraham. It, it, I think it's, it's literally written like that. I don't know if it's in Hebrew or like that, too. But that it's God cannot or doesn't have to test us because he knows not only what the future will be because he's outside of the future. He knows what that would be. He knows the what ifs. If this and this would have happened, he knows what we would have done. He doesn't have to know how you're going to behave even if this and this would happen. He, He knows that too. He knows the what ifs because... When Jesus uh, was was speaking to, to the people in Capernaum, he told he told them, if Sodom and Gomorrah would have seen what they have seen, they would have repented. God knew that. Well, that maybe it's another sermon because then uh, uh, why didn't He show them? It's it's a difficult. Hard to answer, but, but God knows that, and so God knows, he doesn't have to test us. He didn't test Job, or allowing the devil to, to uh, work him through, a ring, put, put, put him through the ringer, so to speak, he, he allowed the devil to do that so that Job would have to look for a, a real purpose in his life, you said, well, he had a purpose. He was, he, he was perfect and upright. He, he, he pursued that. He, mean, he was looking, he feared God, meaning he was looking for, for, for doing the right thing and, and being right with God, he, even to the point where he would offer uh, sin offerings for, just in case his sons would have sinned. That was constantly on his mind. Uh, to be right with God. And yet, that wasn't good enough. Otherwise, God would not have allowed and to- actually instigated the devil. We, we, the devil didn't just come and knock on the door with, uh, on a pearly gates and, and ask God, I want to I go after Job. No, it's God that pointed Job out to Satan. It says, have you seen him? Have you seen this man? the the righteous one. Have you seen him? So it's actually God that that essentially instructed the devil put Job through the ringer. And so when we go through the ringer, so to speak, uh, probably nobody ever goes like like Job. Uh, That's a a very extreme example, and it's probably why it's the first book that was written in Scripture I believe I don't know. It doesn't say here when, but I, I don't think anybody knows for sure. It's long before uh, Abraham. It, it's pre-Abrahamic, uh, and so you know when, when, when you consider that this man uh, was was challenged in in this way. Uh, when we are challenged uh in our lives w- what what is our perception you know why god why does it happen to me why me or or why doesn't this happen out there that i understand God has a purpose i don't understand it i don't have to understand it but i have to ask the Lord show me how how does that help me do you get to know you closer. And and, uh, and before we do that, it takes quite a bit. Uh, when we read, in, uh, I think Brother Dan read something in, in chapter 2, uh, a quote for, uh, where his wife kind of challenged him, uh, and I want to read a few verses in chapter 3, uh, where when it says after this opened job his mouth and cursed his day his day not god and job spake and said let the day perish wherein i was born and the night in which it was said there is a man child conceived let the day be darkness let not god regard it from above neither let the light shine upon, us, upon it let darkness and the shadow of death stain it, let the cloud dwell upon it, let the blackness of the day terrify it, and so on. He came to a conclusion very early on in this, this long book, uh, to the conclusion, you know, this, this, this is too much. I, 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 I can't take it. I understand what, what, what God is doing here. Uh, and he kind of cursed the fact that he's alive. And we know, increasingly more so, a lot of people get to that point in life, and they take their life. And he was, he was close to that point here. He, he, was, he was challenged to where he, he got very close uh, and, until he, he was searching a little bit more. And um, I made a few notes as to uh, how this progressed in, 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 in his life. He, didn't, he just didn't see any purpose of life, especially the way the life was going. So far, it was going great. And he, he, he uh, believed God, not only believed God, he lived the life uh, that he thought he needed to live in order to please God. And, and now he's, he's, he's totally lost to the point where he cursed the fact that he was alive. He desires that, 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 to be dead. Uh, and I want to go to, to, to 6. Uh, starting with verse 8. Oh, that I might have my request... And God would grant me the thing that I long for, even that it would please God to destroy me, that he would let loose his hand and cut me off. Then should I have comfort, yea, I would have hardened my soul in sorrow. Let him not spare, for I have not concealed the words of the Holy One. He comes to a point in his struggle that, that, okay, God, take me out. And I, I don't know if that ever happened in your life. It happened once in my life where I, I prayed that. No, I was, I was a believer. I, I got to a point where I, I just said I, I had enough. I, I can't take it any longer. And he comes to that point. And he comes to that point because God allowed it to come to that point. Because he wanted to take Job to higher ground, right? We have we him the, 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 the camp, him higher ground, and uh, you know it's great to think of that. But you know what? This when we physically think about higher ground, we have a mountaintop, right? And uh, so it's it's great to get up. To that mountaintop and and i think job was on that mountaintop for a long time given the 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 wealth he had in the family and all of that that he, he, he just uh, was on the mountaintop but god had to lower him down into the valley and that's even physically so you go to uh, you're a mountain climber and i knew a few that really love to climb the mountains in switzerland you know and they would they would climb one uh, 2,000 meters and whatever. and that, that was awesome. But then they wanted to go to the next higher one. Well, you can't do that. Just go from one peak into the next higher peak. You have to go down in a deep valley physically. That's just a physical thing. The, the metaphor for that. Uh, that in order to spiritually get to the next mountaintop, if, if we can put it that way, God sometimes has to get us down, and wrestle with all kinds of issues. There are many, many different ways. Uh, He uh, gives the devil permission to to tackle us, to put us to the wringer, like he did with Job, or maybe a lot less, but maybe very different from that. In order for us to really ask the question, why am I here? What am I doing in in this life? What's what's the purpose ultimately when I'm dead? What's the purpose? Or what was the purpose? Well, we have to ask that while we are alive. Because when when you're going to ask that question on your deathbed, it's too late. Because you obviously have not being able to live it out, understand it, it's too late at that point. We have to, we have to ask that question much, much earlier. Maybe doesn't, Maybe God has to wait sometimes with some people to, to, to let that sink in. But ultimately, we not only have to ask the question, we have to find the answer to that question. And so Job, it's, it's, it, really the, the, the book of Job is, is, is a little bit like Psalms, or like Psalm 119. It's, a, it, it's an acrostic. it's a poem. Uh, and sometimes when, you know it, it, much of it reads like a poem. It's kind of hard to, to read, but we read the back and forth between his, his counsel of his three counselors. That, that uh, you know, we're talking into the fact. No, you know, you know th- there is sin in your life, and you have to repent, and that's why God is punishing you. It had nothing to do with God punishing him. It had everything to do with getting him from one mountain top to the next higher mountain top, uh, ultimately to know what the what the purpose of life is. And it takes it takes that that how can I say it that that zeal that that real desire I really want to know what it is and and you have to find the answer to it, and it doesn't come by itself. it certainly doesn't come from google i it, I, I think it takes all our effort to to get there or to to find the answer to that and so job uh, when in his in his misery. Went back and forth, and we don't know how long it's. it's it goes forty-two chapters long. We don't know how long that took, but it took a long time in his misery, in his pain, and he he was challenged by his friends or his advisors or whatever, and and, uh, and he had to to deal with that on top of it. And he did because he wanted to know, and we can't read it all. I mean, it would it would take way too much time, but. Uh, I, I just want to. We have to jump in big jumps here through, through this thing. Uh, there's actually one passage in, in, in chapter ten that that uh, uh, we, we can skip that, but uh, because of time. But I want to go to one that is a very important part in in a book, uh, and that's chapter nineteen because that is the that is the pivotal point in 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 uh job's journey through this through this misery. That's the pivotal chapter where where things start to change. And I just just read a few verses there. It's a that in, in chapter 19 uh, verse uh, let's start with verse 23 or oh, that my words were not now written or oh, that they were printed in a book meaning the, the words that he exchanged with his with his friends there, that they were graven with an iron pin and, and lead in the rock forever. Verse 25, very famous verse, well, famous, uh, very well known, for I know that my Redeemer liveth, and that he shall stand at, at the latter day upon the earth. We know that from, uh, if you don't read the Bible, you know that from Handel's Messiah, if, if you listen to that. And though after my skin worms destroyed his body, yet in my flesh I shall see God. I find that amazing. There, there he prophesies about something he didn't even understand, really at that point. But he knew one thing: I'm, I'm not going to die until I understand the purpose of my life. And I think there's a, a real change that, that happened there. In 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 Job's life, that it, it was God. That's the only, that's the only source where we can find the answer, and it's it's not somebody else telling us about God, or even us just learning about or even reading about God. It has everything to do with us seeking God and making an effort and asking God to reveal to us who he is, not what he is or what about he is, or what he is looking for in us. We need to know who he is in person. And when we look at, at, at the rest of, of the, the letters, and he goes on and on in, in many, many chapters, uh, and, and it kind of gets challenged there, over and over again, and you know it really takes a lot of time. And I, I read this book many times. Uh, you almost have to do it in one in one thing because you you really need to put it together to, to get the full uh, essence of it. But uh, I want to go to to the last chapter because it's, it's getting close to the end here. Uh, in Job forty-two, uh, verse verses. Um, Let's look at verse 5. I have heard of thee by the hearing of the ear, but now mine eye seeth thee. Wherefore, I abhor myself and repent in dust and ashes. And it was so that after the Lord had spoken these words unto Job, that the Lord said to Eliaphas and the, the Temanite, my wrath is kindled against thee, and against thy two friends, for ye have not spoken of me the thing that is right, as my servant Job hath. Job pursued God until he could see God. And meaning God, we read those, the last few verses here, where, where God spoke to, audibly, to Job. And Job had a, had a real discussion with God about about detailed things, and and he experienced God in in total reality. And we have to come to the same point in in our lives that we we experience. That doesn't mean that once we're there, uh, we're going to be on the final mountaintop. No, we we uh, will be lowered again. Uh, because we, we're going to uh, go closer. Uh, well, maybe, maybe not everybody, maybe some people uh, get it and, and, and then, then they are, they're there, uh, meaning at the end of life. Uh, but we have to go through that. Let's not, let's not be worried about what, what's happening in our lives, and it's easy to say, well, let's, let's not worry. God is in control we say that quite often, uh, it's, it's, it's really a challenge. I'm sure it's a challenge for, for most people, not everyone, uh, and not to worry or to be concerned or fret or whatever you want to call it. Uh, I, I think if we focus on the purpose, that the purpose is knowing him in person, is really all we need to know. And then, and then, ask God until that happens in our life. It's it's a real experience. What I would call it, the Damascus Road experience uh, that we have to make, and it may be very different from one person to the next. Very very different. Uh, You know, sometimes we uh We come to faith or some people come to faith because of, of the sin that that uh that really uh, is in their lives that they can see, but then some people don't really have a, a, a much of a sense of sin and and they they they, they, they really are challenged by that, that 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 is not obvious sin in in their lives that they they can see that they need repent from this. Especially uh, when you talk to people from, like, from China some, or from uh, the, 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 the far east, from those cultures that have a long, long history going thousands of years. Uh, interestingly enough, they don't really have a concept of sin, and so to to talk to them you have to repent of sin, it, it's useless because they they really don't really have a good definition. I don't even know if it's part of their language or not. Uh, and so some people come and uh, to know God, make that experience with God uh, without even recognizing sin. But then, once they get touched by God, then they know they have to repent because now they can see themselves in the light of God. And, and so what I'm saying is, it may be different for, for each one of us uh, how we get to that point, but one thing is for sure, we have to ask ourselves, number one, the question, why am I here? And, and not stop until we get the answer.